One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hi, I'm Sarah Smith. If you're the type of person that goes to Liberty as other people would go on safari, and the fact that John Lewis doesn't have a funeral service makes you fret, Sarah Smith cleaning cloths are for you. Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the Posher Washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. This week's show is sponsored by Jean Rose, who would like to ask you to give something to a very good cause. But it's not money, it's something much more vital, much more fundamental than that. You see, she wants your spit, or at least your saliva. Let me explain. Every year many people are diagnosed with leukaemias and lymphomas. These are cancers of the blood and lymphatic system. Unfortunately, her husband is one of these people, having been diagnosed with rare incurable lymphoma in 2012. Some of those diagnosed will at some point in their treatment require a stem cell transplant. This won't necessarily be a cure, but can help people live longer and more fulfilled lives. And here's where you can help. Request a spit kit from either antonynolan.org, if you're aged between 16 to 30, or deleteBloodCancer.org.uk if you're aged between 17 to 55. Simply follow the instructions, give a sample of your saliva... And that's it. Your saliva is tight-matched and you'll be placed on a register which is searched when someone needs a transplant. You could quite literally save someone's life. How great is that? And it won't cost you anything. Thank you. From Auntie Jean. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred in Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the noble centurion that is Roy Field Brown and with me I have the 100 year war that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our 100th anniversary folks is you. Give yourself a round of applause. Now today's Dumpty Dum it's a rather lovely and sweet one from you. So give yourself another round of applause because we are live and we're at the BBC Club in London. That is London, England, not London, Ontario for our Canadian listeners. And you people are here to celebrate with us uh, because um, how many have we done again, Lucy? Uh, 47. Mm. No. What you got in that drink of yours there. <laughs> this is our 100th. And uh, Lucy, mm. but before we crack on, because we are going to crack on, aren't we? We're going to keep it tight this week right no flabby podcast this week can you remind our listeners of which we have a fair smattering with us here today 
how they can win the accolade of Dumpty Dumber of the Week. Yes, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, coax your pansies to bloom with a hairdryer, or have a quick sojourn when no one's looking, then ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to lovely Shambridges, who is actually here with us. Harriet Carmichael, famed in song and story, who has consistently provided us with absolutely jaw-dropping impersonations of Archer's people. Um, Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to Sarah Smith for sponsoring us. Um, Thanks also to Derek uh, for helping to shift his unfeasibly large equipment out of the back bedroom and into the BBC Club. Derek is slightly overexcited at being here tonight and he splashed out on a new pair of jeans but luckily it came off and you can hardly see the stain now. <laughs> it's you. Sorry, I was tweeting. I know. I'm oh, sorry about that. Um, on this week's episode, we have calls from Sarah who wants Ursula to unzip her bodysuit, uh, Tiffanander who loves Brian Witherspoon who wonders why Hillary Clinton... wonders who the Hillary Clinton of Ambridge is, Vicky Cole, who wants a home birth rant, Andrew Horn, who's here with the dicky bow, rather jaunty, who says, hurrah for Henry. And then we have a whole smattering of congratulatory calls from New York Nigel, Bly Spirit, Andrew White, Felicity, Jacqueline Bertol, Auntie Jean. I love me some Auntie Jean. I know. Um, Susan Ray, uh, Dusty Substances, and they've all just generally been quite lovely and nice. So we've got lots of calls. Um, oh, and we also have an extra special call from South Africa. <laughs> Which yeah. is very good. That made me laugh like a it, drain when I heard it. it. It's very, very, very good. But first, folks, before all the good bits, you're going to have to soldier <laughs> through, you know, soldier through Lucy V. Freeman and a week in Ambridge. <laughs> We began the week with Bert, talking movingly about the floods and how it was like David being lost in the wilderness, wandering around asking, why hast thou forsaken me and why has my wife cleared off to New Zealand? And why is the corpse of my mother-in-law sitting in a service station outside Newport Pagnall being asked if she wants AA membership? I found solace in prayer, he continued, when I found myself asking, why Frieda and not Rob Titchener? After a bit of crutching at Brooker's, we trotted over to Home Farm, where Lillian was using her appliance in the kitchen again. There was a distinct buzz, and then she said it had been that sort of lunch with Justin. Blimey. The Rioja must have been good. She then got cornered by Toby, who sadly remains uncrutched, in his bid to court the older women of Ambridge and persuade them to fund his wretched pastured eggs. Toby has Justin in his sights. He's developing technology whereby each of Toby's eggs will feature a picture of Justin Elliott grinning as he emerges from a hen's bum. Daniel is off to South Africa to play with sh- fun- <laughs> Daniel is off to South Africa to play with funny-shaped balls for the regiment. Carry on, Hebden Lloyd. Linda has been hunting for a unifying theme for her garden. Most people spend this time of year searching for the hoe they left there in October. Anyway, Jimus has encouraged her to refer to it as Resurgam, I shall rise again, which would also work should the garden ever be sponsored by Viagra. Henry has started a dirty protest against Wob by peeing in his bed at Gaslight Cottage every available opportunity. Good for him. Let's hope he doesn't stop there and gets acute diarrhoea. <laughs> Brian was fiddling with butterfly nuts. Amazing, you'd think they'd be too small to find. While Justin interrupted him 
to tell him that, surprise, surprise, Brian, heads up, you know, old chap, you might be coming back as chair. Then they both had a good ogle and a snigger at the calendar girl's calendar. Hashtag bants. It does seem odd when you think about it that you're standing peeling the potatoes underneath a picture of your neighbour with our King Edwards out. <laughs> Johnny the idiot has got to choose which course he's going to take next. Aunt course is brilliant! <laughs> He decided to take advice from Titchy Knob so that he can have the sort of career that Rob's had. What? Narrowly avoiding being fired, sponging off his wife's granny and working in a shop? He's hardly Sir Alan, is he? <laughs> Over at Grange Farm. Stop breathing on that fridge, Eddie. Emma and Ed have been sharing the duvet with a load of ferret nail clippings. <laughs> Trying to usher... Ed, out of the irrevocably grundy mentality, Emma has been urging him to take courses, which will mean he'll be licensed for many things, including unfettered use of a lawnmower and wearing wellies on the right feet nearly every time. Then he said if he passes the course, he'll be out spraying off of Borsetshire, which was rather unpleasant. Most people use the phone box on the green. Uh, Kate's Yoga Centre, or Pixie Village, as Brian happily refers to it, has still not got off the ground. It's called a spiritual retreat, as everyone's spiritual retreats at 70 miles an hour. But she has got a holiday let for her cottage, so as long as they don't mind the fact that the whole thing smells like Kate Moss's knickers at Glastonbury, and they'll be banging their heads on rainbow wind chimes and falling over Tibetan singing bowls, I'm sure they'll have a great time. <laughs> Toby has developed an annoying habit of giving everyone a nickname. The Joshster. Burnsy. But Toby doesn't have one himself. Let us redress this. <laughs> Tobster? The Tobesmeister? The Tobinator? Oh, 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 no, I know. Dickhead. <laughs> massive, massive, massive dickhead. The end. Oh. I quite enjoyed that this week. <laughs> well done, you. Um, now, before we just like prattle on in front of these good people, um, I skipped a bit. You did, you know. And I think we need to like a rewind operator one time, brop, 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 and uh, go and have a quick message from from Ruth Archer. She's here. I just wanted to thank you all for your support. It's been a tough year for me and David. Uh, Pip, Pip, shut the gate. The cows are leaning up against my car. But now we're all settled with the new cows. Oh, God. Now one of them's just gone in the greenhouse. We couldn't have got through it without Dumpty Dum and Sarah Smith's cleaning cloths. I don't actually do any cleaning. That's why I've got Jill. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I've got to go. The cows, hang on, the script's gone as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on my phone. <laughs> sorry about that. No. <laughs> um, I've got to go. The cows are in the living room trying to reset the Xbox. But a happy birthday, Dumpty Dum. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Archer. <laughs> I didn't print them out. <laughs> uh, Lucy. Yes. Now, I, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Right, I snored and snoozed through water last week in Ambridge. How it's about because you? we're all waiting, aren't we? What we're, we're waiting, waiting for. and waiting. We're waiting for the end of the story. Flower and produce show. Name. <laughs> if only we were waiting for the flower single wicket. I want and some single, single wicket action. Oh, no matter how they try and distract us with mm. Linda's flipping Resurgam garden and mm. um, uh, whatever else. Oh, Eddie's shepherd's hut and, you know, it's, not, it's not happening, Gaza. is it? Because all you're thinking is, 
what's happening at Blossom Hill Cottage? What's happening? What's happening? I'm God, not. I'm remember, I'm out of that storyline. Yeah, you are. You've mm. resigned, haven't you? Two bits of jazzer. That's what I remember from last week. Yeah. I love me some jazz. What was he doing? I can't even remember what he was doing. Doesn't matter. No. Well, he was talking to <laughs> Little Thingy, wasn't he? Little Johnny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rob is not going to be happy, is he? Because when, when... Sorry. The person that you say doesn't... Mm. This is very difficult. We've got a storyline that can't be named and a person you won't talk about. Um, but when he realises the person who can't be named in the storyline mm. that we can't talk about, mm. um, that Johnny is not, has you not taken his... You can talk about it. Okay. I just choose not to answer. But Johnny... <laughs> That'll make it a rather one-sided podcast. It'd um, be like one of your monologues. <laughs> but if Johnny's deliberately not taking... Not, Johnny is choosing not to take Rob's advice, and Rob does not... Mm. So th- that means the, the, um, the campaign to oust Johnny will begin very soon. Mm. And he'll suggest that he shouldn't get a job when he's finished college, and he shouldn't be involved in the family farm, blah, blah, blah. Well... I snoozed through that last week, uh, but I, I actually did... really enjoyed it though. What, that because, was... because you, yeah, it you was didn't like engage comforting. With it. Yeah, you know, like I don't want to be bottle. beaten up emotionally week after week. No, don't you? For years on end. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the reason why I listen to the arches. Because wondering you know. why you do the podcast every week. But <laughs> fair enough. Um, but we shouldn't really talk. Can too I just much. say though, just. To, to, Talking what, you can I know re- we're not you talking remark about. Remark on my jacket. No, really smart. it is very nice. Thank and, you. And a lady in the audience, Kate, Kate, Kate said to me earlier, "That's not Royfield because <gasps> Royfield's that looks too smart." Because <laughs> I look such a mess on the podcast normally. And and I introduced myself to a gentleman over there, and I said, "I'm Lucy," and he said, "No, you're not. Your hair's the wrong colour." <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we need to crack on. Right? Okay. And uh, I'll have words with you later, madam. <laughs> right? Um, because we've got a gabillion amount of calls. Hello, Ambridge 3962. Right there, Lucy, who's first? <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? My mouth. <laughs> I thought it in my brain. You know what? It's because we've got like a arch impressionist with us. I thought I'd have like a little join in. Doing who? They'll all come out the same if it was me. This is my David Archer. All right, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want my Matt Crawford? Yeah. All right, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) They're all the same. So, Uh, but who is? I tell you, you can do Eddie. You just have to go blur me neck. That's all, Eddie. Blur me neck. All right, Lucy. Very good. It's like he's in the room. Um, I think we have Sarah first, do we not? Sarah. Sarah. Mm. Right. <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you what, should we have whoever you press? Right. Why don't we have first Andrew Horn? Because he's the first one here. And he's here. Right, let's go. Andrew Horn. Who is he? Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. One uh, little point about the archers um, and the story that shall not be named. I sensed the, as uh, Goddess Diva described it, the light relief across the land um, when Henry did uh, did the business on Tichinob. I think that was a, a nice light touch in, in what is becoming increasingly grim. I don't understand uh, Ursula. I don't understand what sh- her plan is with uh, Pat and Tony. Um, it's all just sending me into a bit of a tiz. Anyway, what I really wanted to say today was um, well done for reaching 100 episodes. 
I said it for the 50th and I'll say it again now. Uh, there is the family, uh, the third part of, of the uh, team, which is, uh, which is us, your, your loyal Dumpty Dummers. And it really is a family. I see the friendships on Twitter that go around either side of, uh, um, alongside and, and, and around the, the podcast. So congratulations, both of you, for, for creating this. And um, we'll be raising a glass tonight, but I uh, hope everyone else will be too. And looking forward to the next hundred episodes. Bye. Oh, he's a bit of a creep that Andrew... <laughs> <laughs> So how do you respond to that, Lucy? Well... You don't like praise, do you? I don't, I so I'm just going to... I love praise, Lucy. I know. I said to him earlier, let's not play the ones that, that, that are just like, oh, you're so great. And he said, yeah, we are playing every one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> um, You said about Ursula, Andrew. I felt like I'm on question time. Um, I've got someone with a roving mic. You can go around and... Ooh, oh, can I be the UKIP person then? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> You'd be a challenging candidate for UKIP, but why not? Um... Uh, it's it's the Ursula thing. Completely mm. madness. Plot holes a mile wide that you could drive a horse and cart through or a slurry lorry or whatever. It, um, she, are we now actually supposed to believe that Rob is like he is because Ursula was horrible to him and therefore the whole domestic violence story is because of a woman, is because of a mother's behaviour? You think, for goodness sake, can you not give people a bit more credit than that? Why, when Pat talks to her, has Pat never said, so how come he never came to dinner that time you were supposed to come to dinner, Ursula? And that just vanished, hasn't it? To be fair, that's not going to be the first thing you say to somebody, is it? No. Why did you not come to dinner? But she did turn up round at their house with Henry draped over her shoulders, the most ridiculous Mm. scene going. You think when you come in, you've had a cup of tea and blah, 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 how's the hubby, da, 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 da. Then you go, oh, yeah. Then, Mm. then, but... I don't understand why people don't use mobile phones. Why doesn't Pat pull out her mobile phone and call the daughter? Helen did not call her mother on Mother's Day. That's just nonsense, isn't it? Mm. That is, well, because we didn't hear it, did we? No, we didn't. And there's all that, there was all that whole nonsense about... nod off that Pat and Tony were talking about on Friday, weren't they? And Pat was saying, I think I need to talk to Helen. And Helen and, and uh, Pat said, and sorry, and then Tony says, no, you yeah. know, we need to give her a space and whatever. Oh, it's a case of really absolutely really nonsense. Annoying. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Am, I, am I allowed to speak? Yeah. Yeah. No, yes, yes, yes. no. <laughs> Why do you think you're here? You might need to find your team closer to the microphone. This is what Harriet now. really sounds like when she's not being everybody else in the world. Is it quite odd to not be to using your own voice? <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> Is it on a mic because you're so used to doing other uh, voices? No, I'm not used to not having a script. I'm used to having a script. It's a bit weird to, to talk with, without something that someone else has written. Well, okay. actually, no, that's not true. I write sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you wanted to inter- interrupt us and say. <laughs> no, I wanted to say that... Pat and Tony scene where she was going, oh, yeah, well, Tony was going, oh, let's not interfere. But that was so unbelievable, wasn't it? And when has Pat ever listened to Tony? It was never. It was ridiculous. And also, when Ursula brought Henry round, there would have been a kind of, he's my grandson more than your grandson. Yeah. There would have, you know, there would have been, uh, yeah, it was well, people, really on annoying. Twitter, people keep saying, when is Pat going to wake up? And it is yeah. like we've got some strange... Stepford Pat, yeah. who isn't normal Pat yeah. at all. Mm. So, mm. 
Mm. <sighs> well, yeah. you did a good job there of not talking about the thing you didn't want to talk about. So that's <sighs> good. I was dragged into <laughs> it against my better will and judgment. Who's next, Lucy? Um, next, we have Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Uh, Witherspoon will be the W. There. Introduction. Oh, yes, there. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell, Dumpty Demers gathered at the BBC Club, and Dumpty Demers all around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, almost live from New York. It's very exciting to know that you're sitting having a G&T in a city that I love so much, and we're all celebrating two shows and two groups of people, both fictional and non-fictional, whom we have grown to care about so much. So, as we look back on the last week on both sides of the pond, here's a question to discuss among yourselves. Where has the cast of characters more lost the plot? In the reality docudrama set in the heart of the Midlands, or in the political party so popular in the heart of Middle America? Uh, But today is a special day, and I promised myself and Royfield that I would be positive and upbeat, so no mention of the story that shall not be mentioned, and no talk of the Dark Lord and his mother. As politics has been on everyone's mind, lips, Twitter feed, and Facebook page here, I was thinking, who would we say is the Hillary Clinton of Ambridge? I believe that honor goes to the Boudicca of Borchester herself, Jennifer. Both women are sensible, smart, organized, have changed with the times, forgave their charismatic but now aging semi-retired husbands when they strayed, and are now stepping into the forefront and showing that they're effective leaders. I'm sure that Hillary must have gotten a new kitchen when she wanted one and still finds the time to cook a gourmet meal for her family on occasion. Amidst all the trials and tribulations of the week in Ambridge, my favorite moment was a quiet one, way back last Sunday. It was when Bert, who has gradually emerged as the heart and conscience of the archers, talked before the congregation about the emotional path he has taken in mourning the death of Frida and returning to the home they together had made. He spoke of the importance of the support of his friends and neighbors in this journey. That's one of the elements in The Archers that resonates so much with me. The Archers is like a great British novel by Austin, Dickens, or Trollope. Many characters of various backgrounds and varying levels of morality, tales to be told and challenges to be overcome, but ultimately goodness is rewarded and evil is punished. I think that we, the members of Dumpty Dum, share a love for such storytelling and a belief in helping others and that the world can become a better place. So thank you to Lucy V. Freeman and Royfield Brown for creating this not-so-virtual reality where we can all gather, share our thoughts, stories, and humor, and where friendships can grow. Now, may I ask all Dumpty Dummers in the BBC Club and around the world to lift a glass to Lucy and Royfield and to all of us in this unique community of smart, caring, and funny people. Cheers. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. I think I'm going to see him next month. Are you? Mm-hmm. You're so lucky. I think, well, I think I'm for pastures new me. Ooh. <laughs> this is a silence. <laughs> well. So, Harriet, what are you doing for the next... <laughs> Andrew? <laughs> um, well, I No, you're just to going say... to shift bases on yeah, top. Yeah, and not come back. Right. But I still do dum dum if you'll have me. Of 
course. Yes. Well, not to go anywhere. Well, kind of because you know, mm-hmm. right, that the last couple of years have been a little bit hectic for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and one of the constants in my life has been the archers since about the age of 13. So, and I've said it before, it's kind of part of this kind of teenage rebellion. You know, let's listen to Radio <laughs> 4, because that's just not what you do <laughs> in Erdington in Birmingham. <laughs> and the archers have been pretty much a constant. And it's been off and on, but pretty but more, much more on than off all the way through my life. And then the last two years has been a little bit traumatic as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Bit of a separation, bit of heartbreak. You know, go find yourself. And I just wanted to say, Lucy V. Freeman, that you have been the most constant lady person in my <laughs> life in the last two years. Yeah, but Roy, for me to be the most constant lady person, Doesn't that's a much, very narrow field. I know. You know, I, I, but, but no, but jokes aside, jokes aside, you, um, you absolutely are the beating heart of this, as well you know. And all these people are only here for one thing. Well, two things. I love the archers and actually to meet you because you're bloody amazing. And I just want everybody just to give her a round of applause because she... You know, the origin story of this is that I had the idea of doing this. And I've kind of said this once before, but on our 100th... Because I never thought we'd get to 100. I thought this would peter out after about 20. I never thought we'd get to three. (laughs) Uh, so the origin story of this is that um, when I was that little teenager, all of uh, 13, 14, I decided I was going to get myself a job at the BBC. And I've failed spectacularly. And here I am at 47. But this is the closest I've got. I'm in the BBC club. We're recording a show with you. And um, to say that this has given me pleasure and joy, uh, not just working with you and with you, Harriet, but also all the tweets and all the messages and just the fact that um, I was taken out for lunch today by Jojo Sexy Heels. You know, I, I, I tweeted my, 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 my boy in, uh, in Toronto and I says, your, your dad's going out with Jojo Sexy Heels. Says, You've done that before, haven't you, Dad? I went, yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact that I can go to San Francisco and go to Toronto and people wrap me in their bosom, so to speak, um, speaks... Um, <laughs> Not yet, Jojo. The night is still but young. <laughs> but no, I, I've got I've got friends all around the world because of my love of the archers and because at the age of thirteen I wanted to work for the BBC. You never know; it might happen one day. Uh, but um, this is just absolutely lovely and amazing. And the very fact that you know Witherspoon's kind of inviting me over over to New York again just speaks uh, volumes of kind of what we've created. And um, I don't know what that's got to do with Witherspoon's call. Because other than I'm feeling two families. Oh yes, there you go, families. Yeah, I thought that was a really. How nice... many kids you got then? Three. I've got a few too. Yeah. But <laughs> How I many you got, Lucy? All in the same place, though. That's the <laughs> I've got two. Mm. You never talk about your kids on the show, do you? They come on it frequently when they've forgotten <laughs> things and say, "Where's my Dennis racket?" And I'm recording, and I'm going, "Just, just like this." Hmm. I had a whole load of things to say, and I kind of, I kind of wobbled a little. I did. What do you mean you wobbled? I got a little bit emotional. 
I know, I've been crying all day. But you're just a big softy. I know, but I've been listening to all the speak pipes things and they were so lovely. What are you going to be like on your 500th episode? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, can I just respond to Witherspoon, poor sod, because it was about 100 years ago he did. Go on, cool. go on. Do we think Jennifer is the Hillary Clinton? Mm. Yeah. I hadn't put that together in terms of, but someone, why are you shaking your head, sir? Is that just a nervous tick? You weren't shaking your head. Okay, I'll take it back. Um, if anyone deserves a new kitchen or 12 and some new houses and a jet, it's probably Hillary Clinton, to be honest. So I think just getting one new kitchen from Brian in exchange for a child that isn't hers that she's bringing up, or mm. Jennifer. I was thinking about Jolene, actually, as more Hillary Clinton. Because really? I think she's Why? very astute and clever. And she gets away without appearing to force it in any way whereas jennifer will use her feminine whales actually jolene does doesn't she mm. yes she does mm. okay i'll shut up I, we'll go with jennifer. I, I, I had a little bit of a think and i couldn't think of any direct analogies to be honest with you i wasn't so sure about the hillary clinton analogy but i'd be interested to find out which member of ambridge is donald, donald trump. trump that's uh, the thing fat paul <laughs> <laughs> no adele the ferret what do we no. reckon? Donald Trump? It's Derek. a hard one. Yeah. It's Derek not Fletcher, easy. Because he can't even do a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> because got, politics no. is so written out mm. of the arches for the most part. Yeah. You know, so there isn't a... Mike Tucker back in the day would have been the closest thing. When he was a proper union leader, would yeah. have been the closest thing to Bernie Sanders. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Anyway... American it's funny politics. how we haven't got a far right male in the archers. Susan's quite far right, isn't she? Yes, she is. Well, she's Susan's uh, slightly to the right of Rommel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Who's next, Lucy? Um, shall we do one of our surprise caller innerers? Ooh, all right. Pick one. Uh, you know who I mean, don't you? One no. Of the, one of the, like Terry or something. Oh, all right. Uh, yes. Oh, how about this one? People don't do that. Hi, 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 Rose, Royfield and, uh, and Lucy. Hi, it's, uh, it's Lucas, Lucas Marikane here, <laughs> calling all the way from South Africa. Listen, I just wanted to congratulate you on your 100, appear, your 100 show. The entire Marikane family wanted to say that, well, actually not the entire family because that's Kate. She's over there in England with you, isn't she? Do you know there are men walking down the streets of South Africa who give me knowing looks that suggest that they knew my wife? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I shouldn't be calling about Kate. I'm calling about you. Let's talk about you. Huh? Fantastic. 100. You know, 100, whenever I hear that number, it always reminds me of when South Africa play England. We often score 100 not out against you. In fact, the last time I played cricket in England was in Ambridge. I scored 100. Even Kate was celebrating. Kate was celebrating with me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I've moved on from Kate, as you can tell. I think we should all move on. We should look to the future. So I look forward to speaking to you when you hit 200. Yeah, 200 shows. Listen, take care. Say hello to everyone. And, 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 and most of all, congratulations once again. Okay, my friends. Bye-bye. 
He's very good, that Kanye. He's brilliant. Isn't he? He's very good. We'll have to have him on again. Yes. Who has been your most favourite guest? Bearing in mind you've got a couple here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes, he was very nice. I have to, I have to say, only because of the sheer reaction was not uh, Graham Seed, because when I was trying to hook up Skype with him, and he—I don't think he'd ever used a computer before, never mind Skype. <laughs> you could hear him. I could hear him in the background talking to his wife, who clearly is the controls, and Graham just like a little Dalek or something. And she was saying, "Press that, press that now, darling. Now talk, now talk." And he sort of went, hello, hello. <laughs> and I went, Nigel! And he completely ruined it because I was supposed to go, hello, Graham, it's Lucy from Dumpty Dum. And I completely messed it up. But it was just so lovely to hear his, hear his voice. Mm. And that, that was, that's... He did a really good interview, didn't he? He did. It was really, really good, I thought. He, he, he hasn't, he, he he doesn't doesn't hasn't let hold it anything. go. No. He, do- <laughs> he doesn't hold oh, back. No. And he didn't hold back. She reckons he was a upset. Of wine when we went, <laughs> <laughs> when we went up to dinner, but he was lovely, lovely no, man. No, got your camp coffee. coffee. Yes, I do have my camp coffee, but we'll come we'll come on to that later. I quite liked, and I liked the surprises. Mm-hmm. All right, so I liked um, when we had Amy on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy, who's over there? Hello, Amy. <laughs> Hello. I also quite like. You know who I really like. You if really only lied. I was taller, <laughs> she was shorter and wasn't married. That cat brown. Because <laughs> you know she's she's into superheroes too. I know. Yeah, she's like my ideal woman, <laughs> apart from the fact that she's married and tall. But uh, yeah. Um, and who else did I like? Oh, and I liked when I spoke to Joanna. I got all giddy, didn't I? You did. You got so giddy, you forgot your headphones, your mic. Everything else, didn't you? I, I just looked into her eyes. I know. I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and she was sort of saying to you, so are we yeah. doing the interview now? Exactly. And you were going, uh-huh. she told me, she, told, she did say, can we now start? Because I was just <laughs> too giddy. And, and take I, your hand off my leg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I did go a bit funny and I put lipstick on to interview David Archer over Skype when he couldn't <laughs> see me. This, the irony of that, the stupidity of that did cross my mind as mm. I'd done it. Because you embarrassed me by saying, oh, look at you with your lipstick on. I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, <sighs> we have had some, some um, great guests, haven't we? We have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really about the guests per se, is it? What is Dum Dee Dum about, Lucy? I've no idea, really. Because it started off as one thing, didn't it? And now it's about, I think it's more about, it's about, it's 50% as much about the listeners as it is about the the people the experience the listening right. experience as much as it is about that the would have been thing. an expert time for me to say well let's have another listener oh then. sorry yes okay all right so should we should we back that one up yeah <laughs> so <laughs> what is dumb to them about lucy um it's, it's about the listeners oh let's have a listener then okay who's next um you take your pick oh all right this is exciting, you isn't it? It's like a surprise. Mm. You know, show them, show them, show them. Hold it up. All right. So this is where, this is what worked really well Derek's on the podcast. This is genius. This is this why is, his equipment is, is unfeasibly large. Yeah, Look. There we go. So <laughs> on this iPad, um, I can decide to go to Andrew White next. 
Happy 100, Lucy and Royfield and all dumb two dummers out there. This is Andrew White from Portland, Maine, a third-time caller in error, I believe. Um, definitely wanted to uh, um, wish you another 100 episodes, and uh, thank you for all of the joy and laughter you bring into our lives. Um, no comments that I can repeat on the public airwaves regarding the storyline that shall not be named, other than to say it's completely ridiculous, and I'd love to know where is Ian in all of this. Um, Royfield, I also wanted to thank you for the Jamaican podcast that you've produced, which I have been listening to alongside uh, reading Marlon James' uh, History of Seven Killings. It's been quite, um, um, I've immersed myself in, in uh, um, Jamaican history over the, past, over the past month or so. At any rate, happy 100, have a wonderful live broadcast, and thanks for all you do. Mm. He's got a lovely voice. Yes, it's, hasn't it's he? Paul Gambaccini. Yes, it, that's what it I was is Paul Gambaccini. He must this? come from the same place. Yeah. Well, Maybe Maine, Maine is next to Canada, so it would make sense that ah. the, the it's not as standard as us Brits understand it American accent. Okay, bit of a deviation. Okay, yeah. lovely. Well, so, mm, what are you um, eating? Uh, a grape. Oh, Harriet just passed me one. <laughs> they're, I'm they're just Derek. Anyone Derek's one. sharing his grapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Where is Ian in Might all of this? Has Ian, has Ian actually, have Ian, Ian <laughs> and Helen had a rapprochement? No, not at all. Exactly. So that's no. where he is. He's yeah. still, still got the hump. Yeah, but I mean, that I understand. I can kind of understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know why anyone's acting surprised that, mm. or even Helen was like, but "Why don't you like me?" Mm. Well, probably because you told my horrible husband. But does he know that no, he knows that she told? Rob, about what happened. Hang on, I've had a pint and a half now. <laughs> Slow down. Because, so, Ian... Ian... Because mm. Rob came up to Ian at the party, didn't he? And yes. said, oh, Helen's been talking about you yes. to everyone. Yeah. But Ian's only said... Helen thinks that Ian... <laughs> thinks only that she's told Rob. But Ian, in his mind, thinks that she's told everyone. Really? I, I don't know. I thought I that. thought it was enough for him that she... She yeah. thought he told Rob because... Yeah, I know, but he, she doesn't know the full extent what Rob said okay, to Ian, does she? Right, no. I don't think so. <laughs> but she seemed to sort of swallow that very well, didn't she? she well, that's of, the thing. It was she, really, that's why yeah. I thought, oh, well, because Ian knows there's a whole lot more, yeah. but she thinks, oh, th- yeah. It was a, didn't work completely, no. did it? Well, or it hasn't finished. Very long list yeah, yeah. of stuff that's going down mm. the pan in order to keep one storyline going mm. forever and ever. So shall we move on then? Yes. Right. Who shall we go? West Country? Shall we go somewhere just north of London? Shall we go Brittany or shall we go? Hmm. This is like battleships. Three down, two across. <laughs> Three down, two across. Brittany. Hi, it's Jacqueline Berto from Sanguen here. Hey. I have to say I've not been listening too much uh, to the archers. For the first time in over 40 years, I have absolutely no appetite for the archers. But I've also had um, uh, Lucy's bug, so I've not had any appetite for anything. I made myself listen this week because then I can understand the dumpty-dum a bit better. So I have no predictions or anything. But I do want to wish you all a fabulous 100th birthday edition. Thank you so much, Royfield, Lucy and Derek, for having such an impact on my archers listening. And here's to hoping that normal service will be resumed as soon as possible. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Um, Get well hmm. soon. Yes. Not my bug. I don't know why she's blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bristol? Yeah. Hello, Dumpty Dums. Auntie Jean hey! calling. Yes, I am reading this because I have to write it all down because I couldn't remember anyway. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I can't be with you tonight, but family commitments keep me here at home. Well, who'd have thunk it? 100 podcasts, and some of them funny and everything. Thanks to Derek for the loan of the lovely back bedroom, without which Royford and Lucy would have nowhere to go on a wet Monday morning, or even a nice one for that matter. Thanks to Cosmo Minivellum with his spoon for keeping us all on the straight and narrow every week, and to all the caller innerers, hurrah, keep it up. Calling in, that is. Huge thanks to Sarah Smith for the sponsorship. I'm now a posher washer, and my mother would be thrilled. To Andrew and Yokel Bear for stepping in when Royfield couldn't be bothered. And last but not least, to Royfield and Lucy for making Dumpty Dum what it is. A funny, informative, herbal days, anyone? Kind and caring community to which I'm proud to, to belong. Love to all. And get spitting for me. P.S. Rob's comeuppance. Soon, very soon. I can feel it in my water. I'll speak to you all soon. Auntie Jean out. Bye. I love that Auntie Jean out. <laughs> She's so gangster. Um, apparently, Graham Seed has just tweeted and said, um, and said, there's a lot of love in the room, and he's very excited Aww. about the live Dumpty Dum. Bless him. Um, is, this, is, this, is this live? <laughs> no, love, no. It's no. not live, no. Oh, no, because it's a live Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Have you, you heard of the interweb? Carry <laughs> I'm not on it enough. No, mm. <laughs> I don't really. Obviously long day. not. I've had a long day. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, God, how's this going out live? <laughs> <laughs> what channel? Anyway, sorry. Carry on. You're on film as well. You're all yeah. Um, now this this next listener has got a great taste in podcast host. She thinks I is awesome, and everything I say is correct. Hello, Dumpty Dum, Blythe Spirit calling. Well, before I get on to the 100th episode, I just wanted to clear up a quick question that Royfield posed about my location last week. I regret to inform that the fog on the Tyne is not all mine. <laughs> not remotely mine, in fact, because I've never lived in the northeast and I am, in fact, a dyed-in-the-wool southerner. I, I am formerly of your own parish in North Kensington. I know Portobello very well. So, yes, former London refugee and now residing somewhere north of the metropolis but not that far north. Anyway, to the 100th episode. Royfield, Lucy, Millie Bell, I want to thank you for building this community around the Archers. It's immense fun to be a part of. Everyone has a voice. Everyone is listened to. It's massively egalitarian. I want to thank you, and I'm very grateful for the energy and the spirit and the commitment that you've made in putting this podcast together. 100 episodes is big, big job and it's been extremely well done so thank you it's one of the highlights of my week every week to search for the podcast download it and give it a damn thorough listening to and to enjoy everyone's contributions thank you so much have a wonderful evening celebrate and raise a glass oh before i go can i just make a small suggestion you mentioned last week about theme tunes if you are preparing one for new york nigel who i believe is a man of the cloth could it possibly be the theme from the Vicar of Dibley? Because it's really good. Anyway, I will leave you to it. Have fun and have a wonderful night. Cheers now. Bye. Oh, well, I love her. <laughs> you just like anyone that agrees with you. Mm, that's true. You do. I don't like you then, do I? No. <laughs> but, um, that's now. why you're leaving the country. Mm. 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 Do I <laughs> Should we do a bit of New York Nigel now? Or the Vicar of Dibley? 
that would be an appropriate time for me it to would. press New York Nigel. Hello, Lucy and Royfield and all fellow festive Dumpty Dummers. It's New York Nigel here calling to congratulate you two on the wonderful achievement of the 100th episode and say thank you, not just for the fun and the laughter that you bring to the podcast, but also for the moving insights about the archers and about yourselves that you've shared with us as the weeks have gone by. You've encouraged us all to share in a really comfortable place, and we're really grateful for that. I moved to New York a long time ago before the invention of the intertubes, so I was sort of Ambridge amnesia from about 1994 until about 2001. But thankfully, we're all much better connected now, and you're a major part of that. And in the olden days, we used to write airmail letters on rustly blue paper to friends in foreign parts who wanted to stay au courant with all the plot lines. Now, I kept one of those letters in an old box. I, I wrote it to friends in Canada in about 1984, I think. But typically enough, I failed to post it, so it's still lurking about. And I thought you might want to hear a little bit of it as a little 100th episode gift and a token of appreciation for adding so much to our enjoyment of the programme and of each other as fellow Dumpty Dummers as the weeks have gone by. Here it is. The Archers really has got so bad that it has now passed the switch it off, I can't stand it level and become an absolute scream. The plot so far in bits. Nelson Gabriel has been acquitted of a charge of handling stolen goods and selling them to Peggy, whose daughter Lillian returned from Jersey to inspect Nelson's business and told him that she was pulling out. During Lillian's discussion with Tony on this point, Eddie Grundy appeared on the scene to solicit some cash from Lillian to improve the house for his forthcoming child. He interrupted the Lillian-Tony tete-a-tetes, cast aspersions on Lillian's methods of getting cash from Nelson, at which Tony thumped him in the mouth. Eddie, not to be outdone, thumped Tony in the mouth and rendered him insensible. And Lillian said... Eddie, you bloody fool. Things haven't changed I know, much, have that's they? just what I was thinking. <laughs> There's us going, oh, it's so sensational now. It's all violent and everything. Mm. Eddie no. and Tony thumping each other. Not Yeah. Who's your money on there? Ooh, Tony, because he'd fight dirty. <laughs> really? Tony would bite, yeah. Bite him where, though? I don't know. Mm. Anything he can grab hold of. I don't, I don't know about that. My money would have been actually on Eddie. But um, I, one, of the, one of the great joys of kind of doing this is um, that we have bumped into people like Cosmo mm. and somebody like An- Andrew Horn uh, and kind of some of the older uh, caller inners who've got, a, let's say, a longer vintage than mm. you and I who could actually kind of drag up stuff like that, really, isn't it? You know, and, and kind of put things in perspective. And... We are somewhat spoilt uh, being Archers fans because ultimately it is well written. We might moan about the balance between certain you know, plot lines at any one point, but ultimately it's well written because we believe in the characters actually as people and we kind of root for them. You know? uh, but ultimately this thing is, is, a, is a drama and uh, they need to throw in some dramatic tropes at times and then you, you go back and you listen to articles in the 1970s and it's the whinging that we come out with now. You know, nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed, really. 
But hey, um, on that note, I think we'll have a little touch of Dusty. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener, possibly accompanied by some banging. It's my radiator. Uh, so anyway, hope you can hear me. Uh, greetings to everyone and congratulations to Lucy and Royfield and all the Dumpty Dummers for the 100th episode. I'm really sorry I can't be with you uh, on this special occasion, but I'm looking after the grandchildren. Um, I came late to Dumpty Dum, a bit like Shula coming late to Avocados, but I'm really pleased to have found this uh, wonderful community uh, full of anarchic affection for the archers. Uh, it's good to be engaging with the sort of listener who can identify which of the silent buttons is which, even if we can't <laughs> tell a fair brother from a Josh or a Tom or a Matthew. Uh, like listeners who know that bye was the best dumping line ever uh, to the most worthy recipient. And um, I love the group hug of sympathy when bloody Ruth came back from New Zealand after <laughs> barely three weeks. Uh, so thank you for all of the fun and the uh, wonderful things that uh, I'm enjoying on Twitter and on the podcast now and Facebook. Oh, there you go. That, that little bit of dusty. Oh. I think one of the one of the strange things of doing this, right, is so everybody who you interact with is kind of like that big, aren't they? It's just their little mm. kind of Twitter kind of mm. picture. There's that Carl Johansson Swedish person just I know. down there. And it's, oh, you, 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 you kind of look. He's there. You, He's there. He's there. Oh, he, oh. <laughs> who are you looking at? You know what? I need. I need a new prescription of my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> But it, but it's so nice to actually see people in, in 3D. Mm. Like, like it's a bit nice to, to see, see you in the flesh. Yeah. How many times have we actually physically met? Probably about six. Mm. How many times have I asked you out for a drink? <laughs> about seven She's so mean, everybody. <laughs> Never wants to come out, brings up, I've got children, I'm a mother, <laughs> I've got a life, I've got a job. Excuses like that. <laughs> But anyway, here's one person, if I did ask out on, on a nice little friendly drink, would come at me. This is Felicity. Oh, no. We don't want Felicity. We want a bit of this. There we go. Here, Vicky. Have you seen this? This um, Dumpty Dum lot. You know, Lucy Freeman and Royfield Brown. Looks like they're having their 100th birthday or something. Hey, just had a thought. How about we grab a couple of bottles of Eddie's cider, get down there and give that Royfield Brown the bumps. <laughs> I think that's a plan. Dumpty, 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 dum. Oh, thank you, Terry. Yeah, Terry's lovely, isn't he? He is. Um, and now we're going to nip over to Felicity. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Felicity. Just wanted to say very many congratulations or happy returns or whatever it is on your hundredth edition. <laughs> One hundred not out is a great achievement. So, so congratulations on that. I also wanted to say thank you very much for the little pictures that now appear on my phone when I'm listening to Dumpty Dum. I have no idea how they get there or who puts them there, <laughs> and it's all jolly clever stuff, but it's very nice having a picture of a river in flood or a pub called the Bull and things like that, so I do appreciate that as well. Thank you for all your hard work. Have a fabulous time at your 100th recording, and here's to many more. Cheers. Cheers, Blisty. Hmm. Um, can I quickly do a he-mail? Vicky from C Ambridge 
says my language over there. I know, I know, I know, I know. She Team said my Lillian. language would make a scaffolder blush after listening to. T- <laughs> this is what I liked. It was the irony of you telling him off for renaming everyone and then renaming everyone. After listening to Toby fecking Fairbrother rema- <laughs> renaming everyone, I mean, honestly, what an utter cockwomble. <laughs> Bro is irritating enough, but since when did carpet burns turn into Burnsy? And worst of all, who the hell is the Joster? Anyway, really looking forward to tomorrow night, not least because I'll be arriving at the 100th recording two hours after putting my pen down from finishing my last exam at 5 p.m. So what better way to celebrate getting my life back than by being in the audience for something a bit special with a glass of wine? So how did it go? <laughs> no, the, the exam, exam love, not the wine. It's over and I don't care. I've got my life back. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Well, you'll have done brilliantly. Honestly, we know. Do you have another hmm. call? Uh, let's go to Derby. Hi, it's Miss Mid City, and I send you warm congratulations on the 100th edition of. Dumpty Dum, the podcast. It's fantastic. It's a great achievement. And thank you. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Thank you so much to Royfield and Lucy for creating it and broadcasting it and allowing so many of us who share a love of the archers to have somewhere to meet online and to in a really nice friendly atmosphere and to be able to share our thoughts and our ideas in a broadcast it's 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 been a, so much fun these hundred episodes and i hope we have at least a hundred more that are just as amazing there you go with miss city <laughs> uh, what are you doing passing notes i will <laughs> I just sent one to Harriet saying, Royfield is a poo-poo. Pass it on if you agree. I didn't realise. It said, shall we have a drink break in case people want to refill their glasses? Because I'm quite worried about Vicky, who's had her exam, and now she hasn't got anything to drink. Um, Is that cue for me to do something like, oh, I'm really parched. It's now time for me to have some camp coffee. Yay! 
and go to an ad break. We should be sponsored by Camp Coffee. I bet they don't sponsor anyone. If they I'm did, it'd be someone like Millie. I'm surprised they still make that nonsense, to be honest with you. I know. Have you taken the lid off? No. God, it makes your eyes water. Honestly, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like Bovril or something. It's like gravy granules mixed up. Oh. If anyone wants to smell it. Well, they're not going to sponsor on. us after that, no, are they? Sorry. <laughs> no, they really. <laughs> Hello. As you know, I love France, and I help with the twinning of Mirielle and Ambridge. So it's with great pleasure that I can tell you about another Entente Cordiale. On Friday, March the 25th, until Monday the 28th, you can visit St. Guyenne in Brittany, courtesy of Dumpty Dummer Jacqueline Bertho. The itinerary includes a trip to Denon, the local farmer's market, a visit to the mayor, a bake-off and other shenanigans. The cost is £110 and this includes your accommodation, dinner and breakfast. Go to dumptydum.com to book and to view the trip. For further info, contact Jacqueline via email jacqueline.bertho at yahoo.fr. It's the story of a cultural superpower that danced and sprinted its way to success. It brought the world reggae, Colin Powell, Rastas, Hip Hop, Bob Marley and much more. Its story is told to you in full colour for your podcasting ears. It's the story of how Jamaica conquered the world. Search for it on iTunes. How Jamaica conquered the world. It's probably the best least known podcast in podcastdom. Search for it today. Seit der Reichsgründung ist es durch 1914, June, Sarajevo, the heir to the throne of Austria-Hungary, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, assassinated, killed by a Serbian nationalist. About six weeks later, world war breaks out. Germany, Austria-Hungary, Russia, France, Britain, everyone is drawn into it starting in August, and then... Will America be drawn in? Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes beginning January the 18th. From Washington to Obama, 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Do you have a National Trust sticker on your car? Do you think you could be best friends with Kath Kidson? Do you spend hours wandering around the airport looking for an organic quinoa cafe because you refuse to go to Burger King? Then Sarah Smith Cloths offer you. Available from Sainsbury's. For the Posher Washer, proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. I've just had a look at the Dumpty Dum shop. They've got no tracksuits, but they do do t-shirts, which are very flattering. Nice if you want to show off your figure a little bit. Nick couldn't carry one off, of course, but I can. G'day, everyone. First of all, happy, happy, happy 100th birthday. Who would have thought that we would have got here 100 episodes ago? It's all very exciting. I really wish I could be there for the live podcast. Um, and, of course, I'm delighted because we have 1,018 likes for our page, so we achieved our target, and I hope everyone who's on the Facebook page is enjoying the interaction. So talking about Facebook page this week, uh, I asked people uh, to talk about their artist obsession and Dumpty Dum, and what did they do before Dumpty Dum existed? Joe Andrew says, I drunkenly harped on about my guilty pleasure at parties, hoping to find one of the five million who apparently listen in and stalked other archers tweet along us. 
didn't I, Royfield? There's obviously a backstory there. <laughs> With a spoon says a more important existential question. How did you feed your Dumpty Dum obsession before Dumpty Dum existed? Well, I have to say, I talk to myself a lot because uh, where I live, there's absolutely nobody who listens to the archers. <laughs> but I did used to listen to the archers while I was uh, maybe doing the uh, uh, irrigating or whilst I was out walking in the bush. So it was often very odd. I'd be seeing kangaroos, literally, and listening to the you know deepest South England. <laughs> Uh, Vicky Berry said, I just banged on about whether or not people were listening to me. Thinking about it, that's pretty much what happens when I talk about most things. Uh, Cara Littlewood Poirier said, I met a bunch of weirdos on the interwebs. Cara Littlewood Poirier, I resemble that remark. Susan Paul said, I didn't, I just talked to myself about it. Yep, you and me, Susan. (laughs) Uh, Mary Williams said, illegal drugs, now clean, thanks to (laughs) Dr. Valerie Bailey says, showing my age, buying the Borchester Echo. Uh, Doug Fawn said, back in the day, I was an umrat. And Sue George said, fond memories of the now defunct Archers Addicts message board run by Kathy Perks, where you could vote for the annual Sammy's Awards, best plot, worst plot, etc. I'm happy to report that while the Archers Addicts Society is no more, the Archers Anarchists still exist. I know because I met them in a pub last year. And we also asked on our page, our Dumpty Dum forum, so dumptydum.com, the same question, and Goddess Steve said there was only a week where the two didn't coexist. Worst week of my life. I had to spend the time wandering around shouting Goddess Steve out at random strangers. Unrelated. Prison food, not that good. (laughs) And Miss Bowles says there was the tweet along. Nothing beats the artist tweet along. That is, in fact, how I discovered Dumpty Dum. And, of course, we don't mind how you discovered us. We're just glad that you've taken the journey with us. And so to everybody out there, have an awesome, awesome 100th episode, and I'll speak to you next week. Hooroo! Thank you, Millie Bell. She's kind of the kind of silent part of this. I'm going to call it a triumvirate, but what, what's that word? Triumvirate. Really? Yeah, there you go, that, that word. But it's not, is it? You can sit in a... the corner there in between you and Harriet. Mm. In front of the empty grape stalk and the empty glass. <laughs> it's a fitting tribute, not really. I, Millie think, Bell, I think for all of Millie's work, uh, we should actually uh, give her a little bit of a round of applause yes. because she works so hard. <laughs> she works so hard down under in, in Melbourne and uh, she's a total rock. She's Elizabeth Pargeter. <laughs> working really? very hard down under. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have um, a congratulatory message from another, well, the female residents of Ambridge. Okay. Mm. I've been a keen listener to Dumpty Dum for years. I do think it's important to support these little enterprises. I always try and patronise local businesses. Actually, I think you'll find I patronise everyone in Ambridge. So... Happy birthday, Dumpty Dum. Oh, I must go. Scratch found the leg of a Latvian agricultural worker in a culvert. Please, scratch, please. <laughs> Thanks. Lucy wrote them. Um, how's about we have a little bit of the Midlands? Hi, it's Sean here from Coventry. Congratulations on your 100th episode and proving all us doubters wrong. 
who never thought you'd make it past ten. Well done. <laughs> what I've really loved in the Arches this week is Linda's idea of having themes in your garden. And I've been busy out in my garden this week, dividing the garden up into three areas. I'm going to have a stellar area, a pedigree area, and for the hot summer evenings, a slow gin area. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. You really come up with some great ideas sometimes. The other plot I like in the Arches that's been developing over the last few weeks is the idea of Bert building this Eggmobile and Ed building the shepherd's hut for Linda. What I'd like to see is these two great mechanical contraptions come together in a great, fantastic Archer's Robot Wars where they can <laughs> fight each other to the death. Hopefully this will get their own spin-off series. <laughs> Keep up the good work, you two, and have a great evening. Bye. Bye, Sean. It is going to be like Last of the Summer Wine, isn't it? We're going to have Joe careering round a, down a hill mm. in a shep an out-of-control shepherd's hut. Yes. Yeah, it's a kind of non nonsense, bonkers storyline that I kind of like, really, though. I know. It's kind of reassuring and uh, kind of... Um, would we get fed up, though, if it was all that? Yes. Yeah. We would. Yeah. So we do need a bit of... Drama. Are you mm. playing to the audience? Yes. <laughs> Shamelessly. <laughs> Hello, dumpty dummers everywhere. This is Susan Ray, the Scottish bint that does the joiny up bits between the programmes on Radio 4 and the smart-ass comments on the back of the Archers programmes. I've also made an appearance on Dumpty Dum. It was a real slice of life, and I've never looked back. It boosted my career to the giddy heights of being nominated as one of the Radio Times listeners' best voices. Still time to vote. Coincidence? Mm. Happy birthday to Royfield and Lucy, who are 100 years old today. Keep moisturising. You look amazing. I do, don't I? You do! <laughs> now, we have a first-time caller in a row. Hello. This is Tiffananda, and I'm from out of town. I'm a first-time caller in a... How incredibly exciting... I felt I just had to call you before the 100th episode. And I uh, just want to say, incredibly well done. What an amazing, incredibly exciting achievement. achievement. I've been listening to the podcast over the last few months, and it has given my life a new cultural depth. I walk around with a smile, knowing there are others just like me, but who are even funnier and even cleverer. But most importantly, I am no longer alone anymore. Yay. Yay, there you go. There you go. Um, she does go on to say in her call that, which is quite long, so we sort of snipped a bit, but she said she really likes Rob's voice and she finds it really difficult that Rob's voice is nicer than he is. So she kind of has to keep adjusting how he is to how he sounds. And he also reckons that Helen will have a... Med she also reckons that Helen will have some sort of medical emergency... Kirsty will rescue her and it will end up with some sort of injunction on Rob, which cannot come too soon. Mm. Um, Caller in Yes. What do you think is the single biggest impediment for somebody like all the people that are watching us to mm. stop them from calling in? Not being able to work speak pipe. Well, you just like click a button mm. and it works. People worry when it says, "Do you want to download this?" People think, "Oh no, 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 no." That's if you do it on your phone. If you do it on your laptop oh. or your computer, mm. I don't know. Why don't you call in people that don't? Really shy. Shy. <laughs> <laughs> says the lady shouting out in front of a live audience on a podcast. 
So what? Phone anxiety. Yeah. Oh, what? When it, when it clicks on to say start recording, you'll go, ah. It's hard to speak with, without a script. If you, if you haven't got your scripts in your Lots head. Lots of our callers write it down, though, because yeah, you can hear the paper that's rustling. that's the best thing to do, I think. Mm. And Auntie Jean, who says, I've written this down. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have caller inners from all over the world, don't we? We do. Uh, name some of the countries that people call, call in from. Kenya. Well done. Hello, everyone. This is Vicky Cole in Kenya. Um, first of all, huge congratulations on reaching your 100th anniversary episode. That is fantastic. Um, I started listening around episode 26, I think, when Kerry Davis was on, and I haven't missed an episode since. So thank you for all those hours of enjoyment. It's such fun. Um, secondly, uh, Royfield, you're quite right. We don't have gorillas in Kenya. We do have the occasional lion that gets out of Nairobi National Park. We've had some of that recently. But to be honest, I think I'd rather have a lion than ferret clippings in my bed. <laughs> and then thirdly, I just really want to continue my rant from last week about this ridiculous home birth business. It is just so crazy. And now Ursula being present as well. I mean, my, I get on very, very well with my mother-in-law, and she is a retired midwife. But there's no way <laughs> I would ever consider having her present at a birth of mine unless it was a dire emergency. So I'm wondering if this is just, again, a device to try and make everybody else realise just how much control Helen has got herself under and whether it might be the trigger for um, other people to step in. But at the moment, I don't think Tony and Pat and Tom know about this latest development. So anyway, who knows? Look, I hope you're all having a wonderful evening. Congratulations again, and I do hope one day I'll get to meet some of you. Bye for now. She should definitely do voiceovers. She I know. She's got a lovely voice. But do you think she's whispering because her mother-in-law's listening? <laughs> and she's sort of going, I don't I wouldn't want She's very nice, but I wouldn't want her there. Hmm. Who was at the birth of your hundreds of children, Harriet? <laughs> um, I can't even remember. No, just my husband. Yeah. And the midwives. I think there was more than one. Would you? I would never. <laughs> I can't edit that bit out as well, is it? There'll be a technical snafu round It's not Harriet. <laughs> she probably doesn't recognise your voice, so you're fine. I would only have uh, my husband and people who knew what they were doing. Did your husband know what he was no, doing? No, no, a baby? No, but he, he obviously did because he knocked her up. No, I was going to no, but that's, that's the first part of the process. That's relatively simple. He went to simple. sleep in a chair. Really? Yeah. He said, do you mind if I just have a sit down? And then he went to sleep. Well, you were in labour and he said, I'm so tired. Hey, hey, I need hey, to sit hey. down. It's exhausting being an expectant <laughs> father. I had to have a sleep as well. How long were you in labour for? Oh, quite a long. I was there you quite go. long. Yeah, it was quite there long. There you go. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning. She's been in labour for eighteen hours. It is exhausting <laughs> being an expectant father. Yes, <laughs> it's quite exhausting <laughs> passing I, I, a melon <laughs> through your <laughs> anus or the equivalent of, for God's sake. I feel a bit sorry though because I think that if you're if you're giving birth, you are doing something. But if you're the the father, yeah. you don't have anything to do really. You just sit there going, and it's We're doing very well, yeah, dear. And that's Ow. just annoying. So right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you say to him, shut up, yes, you're being I did. annoying. I said, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Go and don't have your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Nick, oh, can we have, can we have um, the grain? Oh, yes. Um, All right, then. 
Here is Mr Seed. Royfield and Lucy, hello. This is Graham Seed wishing you a tremendous evening and uh, congratulations on your 100th. Well, that's absolutely brilliant. And I enjoyed having an interview as my alter ego, the late Nigel Pargeter, a few weeks ago. Um, and continue the good work and, and have a lovely evening, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> What you, what you didn't hear was at the start of that recording, you could hear Graham's wife going, now, now, now. <laughs> um, do, have you followed any other show that's you know, been on TV or whatever, or on the radio, because specifically an actor from The Archers has actually been on it? What do you mean? No. They've been you know, on, on a telly show. Yeah, like, so, like Tim. What's what Tim on? He was on oh, something. He's been on some good He's been stuff quite a lately. few things. By the sword divided. That's mm. what I remember mm. him from. He's been, he's been a few politicians. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the thick of it. He? he was the. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And in the thick of it. Yeah. And um, I saw Rob on. So it was like Midsummer Murders or something. But he, quite he did it. He did it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that's Rob. Because it was from quite a few years ago. I couldn't believe it. It's like seeing someone really, really famous. <laughs> What's George Clooney <laughs> doing on that advert for fairy? <laughs> so Why, the what, answer's no, then. No, no me. Uh, I don't really watch that much TV. You do. Unless there's like, unless they've got you tapes know. on their superheroes yeah. and it's a Marvel film, I'm not really watching. Or Can you imagine some kind any of Archer's drama. in a superhero film? <laughs> Neil Carter is bell ringing man. man. <laughs> bell ringing. Bell ringing man. That's Neil Carter, isn't it? <laughs> His bell ringing powers. Bless him. Love Neil. But this person actually has a very superhero sounding name. It's Scarlet Sparrow. Hello, you two. Scarlet Sparrow here, hoping I'm not too squeaky. Um, just saying congratulations on the 100th show and thank you both uh, for keeping me entertained for all 100 episodes. I have been here since the beginning. Um, and just to wish you all the best of luck for Monday. Sorry I can't be there. Hope it goes well. Bye now. Mm. Mm. Right, shall we do the last caller in a and then uh, go for Tweets of the Week? Yes. Smashing. Happy 100th to you. Happy 100th to you. Happy hundredth, dear Dumpty Dum. Happy hundredth to you. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred. Hooray! Do you think she used to work on CBeebies? <laughs> <laughs> well, if she didn't, she should be. Um, now, Can I just Lucy. do a quick he-mailer in a Oh, Oh, go on then. Um, Amy Gilbert, who's here. Yay. Hello, Amy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. She said, very good point. She said, we've got all this Robert and Helen stuff, and then we've got the, um, the Brooker's cows. Where are the lambs? She said, I don't think lambing has been mentioned, and as we all know, it's a rather important time in the farming calendar. Gone are the days when the highlight of an episode would be David pulling a tiny lamb out of a sheep, which was not nice, but it was expected. Now we get treated to Rob and Ursula every night. Is Graham Harvey on holiday somewhere while the Helen and Rob story plays out? Maybe, when it's all over, we'll actually get back to the point of the show, lambing, calving, and everything farming-related in between. I am probably on my own here, but I prefer lambs to cows. 
I'm done, she said. <laughs> Very good point. There was February a lamb. is lemon. One lamb. There was one lamb. There was a lamb, the Brookfield lamb. Oh, I found that so annoying. That's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how I met the bloke via Derek? Derek? Oi. Who was it? Get off your phone. Who was it when we were sat here? That man that was sitting there. And he said that he had done the sound effects for John Archer being killed in the tractor. And he said it was two pillows and a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and he said if you want to mimic the sound of a lamb emerging with help from the mother, you plonk... Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting, that. Rupert. Um, you... Um, it was a... Did he say it was a plastic bag or something like a wet sponge landing on a row of recording tape? <laughs> recording sort of stuff. Which is hay. Yeah, because that sounds like hay. It's all nice and rusty like hay. <laughs> but it still bothered me how oh, the hell he did that with two some, pillows um, and a washing machine. You should do some live sound effects at your next live <laughs> dumpty dum. Yes, because it's not stressful enough, Harriet. We all need to add in live sound effects. <laughs> I'm just oh. thinking of all the things you can do for your next live one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Claire uh, from Clapham as well said, Rob walked out of Barrow Farm, turned his nose up at all sorts of other jobs. How come he's happy working on the till of the farm shop? Uh, Rumours of embezzlement not, notwithstanding, the way I can see this going at some point is that he will blame Helen for holding back his career because he put other jobs on the back burner to ride to Bridge Farm's rescue. And assuming that it all goes tits up at Blossom Hill Cottage at some point and Helen might end up back at Bridge Farm again, who will live there next? Usha let it to Rob because she couldn't sell it in the downturn. Will she sell up? Will it be the longer-term base for Fallon, Harrison, Kirsty, and someone, a new character? I think Kirsty and Tom. I think we might be heading back yeah. towards that, mightn't we? We totally are. Totally mm. are. It's the one soapy trope which I'm going to hold. Trope. It's trope a soapy soap. trope, and I'm holding my hand up and saying, I actually want them to get back together. I do. He's going to have to, you know, do a lot of uh, making up to that poor woman, but I think they're a good couple. And she's a, a tremendous character. And, he, and he's very different. No more sausage talk all the time. I was so. saying to Andy earlier, he literally is very different. He's an entirely different <laughs> person than he was before. <laughs> So let's get them back together. And if that is the whole reason for this dreadful storyline, the Rob and Helen thing, that basically it's them pair that figure it out, well, well then that's an upside. Yeah. Definitely an upside. Yeah. And on that note, let's have some tweets of the week, Lucy Freeman. Um, yes, I've temporarily lost them. Oh, look, here we are. Um, right. Iolanthi Rosa said, Resurgam sounds like a treatment for acid reflux. <laughs> uh, this is horrible. If anyone is of a particularly sensitive frame of mind, put your hands over ears. Beatrix Helcock said, anyone knows you're supposed to put Henry's into cold water and bring them to the boil gradually. <laughs> uh, Louise Jones was talking about um, Helen's strange ability to just turn everything into something positive and said, had Helen saying, oh, I'm sure Dad's fine. He's just having a lie down under Otto. <laughs> <laughs> These are really cruel this week, but they cl I was clearly in a somewhat cruel frame of mind. Dawn Oliver said, do boarding schools charge extra for incontinent children? <laughs> and uh, James A., Exeter Dormouse, my little favourite, said, had Carol saying, I, when she was talking to, to Bert, I can sometimes still hear John's voice. Get that pillow off my face, is what I hear most <laughs> often. <laughs> People are so funny on Twitter. I know. <laughs> 
I you think all of them should be writing the comedies at half past six on Radio 4 <laughs> rather than the people that currently the, are. The feed is so much better than the programme. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't let um, a, little st- a little remark, a little tweet about um, a, li- a little child that's a little bit incontinent um, when they go to bed go with that Oh, sorry, comment. Roy, if I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Have you got your tenor lady on now? <laughs> Are you all right? I stopped being in the bed at the age of 12, Freeman. Okay, but, but No, no but, but, but my mum and dad always tell a story. We went to Torquay, and it's about, ni- well, sorry, about 1977, so I'm like nine. We, we went to Torquay on holiday, and they turn up at this little B&B, and, uh, and the woman just takes one look at me and says, does he piss the bed? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like, no, no. And, and my dad was Don't like... Don't piss the bed, Roy <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have I just the story? Anyone's going to do Jamaican accents Sorry. around it, it's going to be me, Freeman. Right. <laughs> so my dad says, don't piss the bed right for you. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, I won't, I won't, I won't. And my dad said, you were so good. We were there for a whole week. I get up in the morning and say, I haven't pissed the bed, Dad. I haven't went to bed, Dad. And the next day, I haven't went to bed. Dad says, the last near right feel you pissed the bed. <laughs> And my dad said, well, we just like, we said, okay, Joyce, what we do, we just go down to the car, put the boy in the car, and we just drive to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said, we put you in the car, and we're just about to drive on, and we're going to run out, she's going to run out, he's pissed the bed! <laughs> and my dad said, you wouldn't believe, son, I had to spend £20 on a new mattress. And he says, £20 back then. He's like, she took the mick. But he says, I just turned back and I just put on the app my wallet and says, he did piss the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, should we start to wrap things up? We've done to write a big load of piss. Yes. Um, so at this point, normally I would talk about dumdydum.com and the fact that you need to get onto our website and do loads of wonderful things. Uh, however, Lucy, who's in charge of the script this week, says, thank you for... Oh, you're going to say this, are you? Mm, no, you're supposed to say, now this week we're not going to go on about Patreon. Which is kind of what I just said. Okay, but I said sorry. the website. So All this right. week we're not going to talk about Patreon or reviews on the website, even though we had loads of great reviews, which I'll just mention next week, uh, from lots of people all around the world who like to thank us for just putting out this podcast and for bringing joy into their lives. But you don't want us to mention that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just wanted to say thank you for ringing in, for listening, for including us in your families, for sharing your outrage <laughs> and your joy over stories, and also for looking after each other wherever you are in the world as part of the Dumpty Dum family. And I'm going to shut up now because I'll stop crying. Uh, Thank you for making this the most fun Lucy and I have ever had with our clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, if you do want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do that by sending us a voice message via SpeakPipe or you can call us on 0203-031-3105 to leave us a telephonic message on your telephonic device. On social media, uh, we are, well, specifically on Twitter anyway, we're at Dum. Uh, or you can catch me where I'm at Royfield. Me at Lucy V. Freeman, Sarah Smith at Sarah underscore Smith, or... Well, <laughs> or Harriet. Sarah wasn't listening. Shambridges. <laughs> at Shambridges. <laughs> 
And <laughs> on the Book of Face, if you go onto the Book of Face and you just type in Dum Dee Dum, you'll bump into our page and we have some 1,000 and odd like-a-lurkers who are just like-a-lurking and doing stuff. We've got 1,000 and odd more now because Sean, who refuses to do social media, has, has, um, has, has, he done has, it has now? has renounced his stand so he can be an, an extra follower. Ooh, well done. Well, well done. done. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. High five, hey. yo. <laughs> uh, and I, I think one of the residents of Ambridge has just snuck in yes. and is, is going to say... Um, it's a, bit, it's a bit, of a, bit of a rabble-rousing message, this. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, sausages. Hello, all. I just wanted to say happy birthday. I'm glad you're having it here and not at the health club, unless you want to watch Fat Paul going at his bunions with a veg knife. <laughs> I must go. I'm just off to Blossom Hill Cottage. I've had enough... I've got a length of rope, a sawn-off shotgun and some of Christine's ginger biscuits. Oh, and some garlic and an inverted cross. I'm taking no chances. Rob must die. Who's with me? And that's it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well done, you. And we definitely, definitely need to say thank you to both Harriet and to Derek Fletcher for all their, not just this time, but they've been such fantastic help over the year and they don't even get the joy of coming on and nattering to everybody like we do. So they just do it very quietly and brilliantly and efficiently and fantastically. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. So thank you very, very much. (laughs) Thank thank you. Drinks, fags, (laughs) crack cocaine, anything else you've got. Thank you very much.